Naidu, East Coast Radio. T-Bone, I call you T-Bone, but uh, T-Bone, you're known as talent to everyone, right? Yeah, to most people. <laughs> so your mom calls you T-Bone and just people who work at the gym and like your mom's friends, do your friends call you T-Bone? My friends will never, ever call me that. Do they know that you're uh, called T-Bone? Well, now they, they do. <laughs> now they're now they on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, and talent, did your mom tell you why we're calling you this afternoon? You ask me a couple questions. Yes, so you sound nervous and you sound guilty already. <laughs> I am. I know I'm guilty of something. <laughs> you don't know what you're guilty of. Yes. You don't know what you're guilty of. This is even better, Rory. He doesn't know what he's guilty of. Okay, so Talon, um, I'm like I don't want to give away my age here, but I know you for a very long time. Your mom is my personal trainer. She's also a good friend of mine, Casey Thompson, and I used to train with her in Joburg when your mom lived there. And you used to come to Joburg during the school holidays. Oh, all the time. How old were you then? Oh, wow. I was probably about 10 or 11-ish. 10 or 11-ish. I think I I first started going up to Joburg when I was 10. Okay, yeah, you were 10 or 11. And you've got quite a colorful life. I know um, one of your best friends is gay. Yes. And you ha- have been very supportive to him. He came out, He was. you were one of the first people he came out to, and you were yes. quite supportive of him, weren't you? I was, obviously. Uh, He's still my best friend to this day. He lives right down the street. And do you find that kids these days, your age in school, because I know when I was in school, kids weren't as open uh, to gay- kids who were different, particularly gay kids. Yeah, I think, this, I think the same thing, um, but... There's like, there's different, there's like really different crowds. Some are really open and a lot of, like a lot are closed off. Okay. And, uh, but your friendship group, all of you are cool with him and you weren't shocked by it and it was just like really nice. And I also hear that you are now trying to hook him up with a boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was. Oh, is he, is he no longer single? He is again. Oh, um, you know, this is the I'm struggles a... with the gays. You know, they they just <laughs> they're hoes. <laughs> they are. Well, my one, my friend is yes. Oh, your friend's a hoe. Yes. Okay. He is. And he's uh, open about it. Okay, so I want to go back to like when I first met you. You were about 10 or 11 years old. You, I still have this bracelet. I'm going to post it on ecr.co.za. You used to sell these bracelets for pocket money. What were they called? Oh, loom bands. I remember those things. Back when like they were very popular, I used to just sit in the gym all day trying to sell these things. And I actually got a fairly decent pocket out of it too, now that I think about it. I mean, when I was a kid, the cool thing was a Tamagotchi. Do you know what that is? Oh, yeah, that was a little toy that you had to keep feeding to keep it alive. Yeah, they should bring those back. Now, uh, with, that, with that money that you made for the loom bands, you would also buy a sweet, that sweet, and you would make me eat the sweet all the time. <laughs> because I love seeing your reaction. What was that sweet but, called again? Um, I, it was the sour one, it was toxic waste. I love those things. Yeah, the sour sweets. Since they stopped making them. And then also Bean Boozled, I think they still make uh, Bean Boozled. Oh, they do. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. The flavors are getting bad now. Yeah, and uh, so you're a high school kid. Um, you're 16 years old now. Very cool. How does it feel uh, to be a 16-year-old in 2021 during the pandemic? 
Well, obviously, because of the pandemic, you can't really do many things that a 16-year-old can do. But otherwise, everything is going great. Mm, of, course things are, of course, things are going great for you. This is where we're heading towards. Rory, one second. <laughs> is the clock fine with the songs? Yeah, just check. Um, yeah, you know, so you're saying it's being it's great being a 16-year-old. Life is good. You're just you and your friends, no bills to pay. You don't have to worry about what's for dinner because mom and dad make dinner for you. Like, life is great. Exactly. Life is going good at the moment. And I'm excited because, like, very soon I'm going to be getting a motorcycle so I can actually be going around two friends' houses. Uh, who's giving you the motorcycle? My dad said he's going to get me one. Your dad's pretty cool to get you a motorcycle, but your mom's also uh, pretty cool as well. My mom, my mom hates the idea of it. Of course she does, um, but your mom has also been trying to get you in the gym, right? Oh, yeah, she has ever since my car came off. <laughs> Let me talk about um, some of your hobbies. So I know you say now you see this is how quick kids move now. You're not thinking about cycles or motorcycles, but yeah. you have a uh, a passion for skateboarding yes i do i'm never off of my skateboard never off of your skateboard and um you recently found yourself injured <laughs> I, I did i did and my friends also found me injured with the skateboard with the skateboard they were all with me at the time now, Talon, we want to take you, I want you to take us, you can edit all this audio clear. Tell us about that time that you, uh, you, you got injured and you were, you, what was it when you were in the hospital recently and you, you had an, a stitch, you had to do something, you were in a, in a cast or a brace or whatever? So, I went across from my school as soon as school was over with a few of my friends and we all brought our skateboards because there's like this lovely mall with really flat and like smooth ground. And I was immediately, I was trying to show off and do a few tricks. And the one trick I landed funny and like just flew completely off of my board and landed directly onto my wrist and it snapped. Ouch. That sounds painful. Surprisingly, it wasn't. I was more just laughing at the fact that all my friends were grossed out about it. Yeah, but you had to go to hospital for that, right? I did, yes. No. I, before I get to what happened after the hospital, um, you were not supposed to take your skateboard to school. <laughs> My dad was telling me I shouldn't. He tells me that I shouldn't every day, but I still do. And you did this because you have uh, you want yeah you have an ambitious task here. You, like any other kid your age, wants to be Instagram famous. So you are after how many followers on Instagram? I think right now I'm sitting at 88. It's a very low number. And what's your aim? How many how many Instagram followers would you would you like? I just want to get to 100. To be honest, you want to get to 100 Instagram followers. Skew skater boy, cue the skater, uh, skater boy song. So okay, so you want to get to 100 Instagram followers. You took your skateboard to school when you were not supposed to. You were doing all this trick so you could post the videos on Instagram, hoping that you could get enough likes and enough followers to 100. It all fell flat, or yeah, fell flat. So your wrist fell flat, and uh, you ended up injured. And then you were bored in the house. I was. I was. There's nothing to do all day when you can't even skateboard because your parents are on you about it. Okay, Talon, so we're going to try and get to those 100 followers, but tell me, what's your Instagram handle? It is talon.typicallyskaterboy. Talon talon.typicallyskaterboy. Spell it for us. T-A-L-O-M dot... Hold on, now I actually have to think. 
I'm not the best at English. Uh, yeah, so Talon underscore T-Y-P-I-C-A-L-L-Y dot Skaterboy, S-K-A-T-E-R underscore B-O-Y. Oh, wow, you saved all that time by shortening Skaterboy. So, Casey. <laughs> yes. You are a star like i've known you for many 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 years met you as a trainer you have been my personal trainer for like a long time and long then, time. <laughs> i know right and how amazing it is that i we trained in Joburg, and then when i moved to durban you moved here just before me and everyone asks me why i go to hillcrest to Joburg. <laughs> and i'm like it's because the lovely at casey <laughs> underscore low kicks shameless uh, instagram plug there for casey is i would have thought it would be obvious like, yes. why you're coming all the way to see me is amazing <laughs> i have you to thank for my banging bud oh, banging. Um, but uh you know you are a very multi-layered colorful person and i think uh, it's so much fun always training with you and some of the stories that you tell us and that is why we spoke to talent talent is your teenage boy your, Ooh, my so little man cub. Your little man cub. I love that. Your man cub. And we were talking to talent. Uh, you call him T-Bone. Yes. And we were saying like how, you know, he was, I've, I've known him since he was like, you know, quite a youngin. Uh, and yes. uh, he was uh, surprised that I'd called him T-Bone because now all his friends are going to hear on the radio that that's his nickname. <laughs> Why do you call him T-Bone? Well, my brother used to stay with us when they first emigrated from England. And Talon was, oh, he must have been about two years old and my brother used to call his daughters who were two and one at the time sausage hey sausage hey sausage and i was like well mm. i do not go in for pig on any level no pork sausages no bacon no nothing so if talent's going to be a meat product he must be a meat product <laughs> so i called him tea bone <laughs> Talon or T-Bone uh, is T-Bone quite, Steak T-Bone Steak he's quite excited <laughs> about uh, this possible motorbike oh well yes obviously he is he's a teenager and that means he needs to age me long before my time so <laughs> of course he would be excited about it <laughs> But you and him have quite a cool uh, mother-son relationship, you know. Uh, he's, I mean, you're also pretty young yourself. And uh, it's nice uh, to see the two of you interact. And, like, you know, it's, 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 it's so inspiring to see how uh, open you are with him and how he's, uh, he's, he's grown into such a young, confident man because you've also given him that space to come to you and, like, chat to you. And he can, he can literally tell you anything. Uh, and that's, well, I appreciate that. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, I mean, that's why we're getting to the, to the part where we spoke to him earlier. He has no idea why we called him up that you told us his little story about what he did to you um, <laughs> when he was skateboarding and he was injured and then you collected him from the hospital and he was under house arrest because he was obviously <laughs> recovering and he was bored. Yes. Before we get there, I know that you and him have a little bit of a situation where he's also trying to find you a Viking. <laughs> we our own little inside story. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just like sometimes you need a little bit of help from the universe. And if you've got to use your child, then, you know, you just got to use your child. But, mm. you know, we're sitting two broken arms later and I still don't have a Viking. So maybe I need a better wingman. Tell us what Talon did to you when you took him uh, from the hospital. You know, you said you had to do. Tell us the story about you at the grocery store after you fetched him from the hospital. Okay. So the slight backstory on that is I'm at work. The phone rings and it's his father. And I don't answer the phone because I've got clients under the bar and stuff, you know. So then I get a voice note that says, don't panic. That's how it starts. Mm. Don't panic. 
little incidents at school have taken talent to hospital. Don't panic, Casey. That's how the voice note goes. Not, hey, listen, talent fell, broke his arm. I'm on my way to the hospital. No big deal. I'm left thinking, oh, my gosh, broken bones, brain splattered everywhere. Get to the oh. hospital. Drop everything. But, of course, then I get a message to say it's just a broken wrist and he'll be fine. Mm. So he goes into hospital, gets pins put in his wrist, and it's my, it's my boy. You know, mm. there's, you know, people talk about daddy's girls, but there's one thing you need to know, and that's mamas and their boys. Yeah. So he's my boy. And I go fetch him from hospital, and I take him straight to the shop, and I'm dying to get him, like, Aww. chocolates and ice cream and custard and, you know, all the things that you get in hospital that make you feel better and that. And I'm standing there, and I'm saying, T, okay, what else can I get you? And he goes, um, can you get me a box of smoke? <laughs> And I was like, I was so flawed. Like so many things happened in that moment. I was like, where's the little person that wanted like ice cream and custard? And why is he asking me for smoke? Who is this person? You know, <laughs> so like, I was so flawed. I would be flawed too because when we just spoke to him, he's, he sounds so cute and adorable and like so innocent. <laughs> and... That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. And it's also one of those things, you know, I mean, uh, the, when I said earlier, like it, he has this open relationship with you where like a lot of people would would, would cringe or would worry or be concerned, <laughs> kids particularly, if their parents ever found out uh, that they smoked. You know, you always worry about your parents' reaction. So now he asks you for the box of cigarettes and yo, your whole yo, life goes yo, yo. by that. You, <laughs> My like, whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Down the toilet, I'm such a bad parent. What <laughs> child asked their mother for smoke? You know, like that's horrid. Yeah. Anyways, all I could say was, I'm not I'm not down for the smoking thing. I'm not going to enable the smoking thing. If you want to do it, which teenagers are going to do, so I'm mm. not going to pretend they don't, mm. then you've got to hustle your own money and you've got to go and buy your own smokes. I'm having nothing to do with it. So broken arm and everything there he goes limping off to the car i can hear his eyes rolling <laughs> from the car park and he big size big huff big puff counted out his change walked back and got too loose because that's all the money he had <laughs> okay so where do where do we move from here now when you find out that he's smoking and then he asks you to buy the box and you're like no i'm not going to do this because if i do this for you you're going to ask me for other things and you're going to start taking advantage where you well, have, i'm you have not to draw no. I'm not your connection, so don't come and ask your mom when you're only like 16 for smokes. I, like I say, I'm not. <laughs> I know they do it, but it's not going to be on my watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, like other parents go, if you're going to smoke, you rather smoke with me. If you're going to drink, rather drink with me. Um, that's fine. You can smoke and drink around me, but it's not going to be on my dime. I'm not paying for it. I'm not enabling it. That for me is also, like, I mean, it's an awkward thing because I, till this day, and I'm a grown-ass man, I still can't, exactly. I still can't smoke in front of my mom. <laughs> I mean, I need to get some... I need to take well, some, that's the thing. I don't want him to, you know, like, hard things from me because if he starts hiding and hustling smoke then it's going to be hiding and hustling alcohol and you know everything gets progressively worse I mean the consequences get progressively worse so I don't want him to be out and have had too much to drink and not be able to tell me yeah. so I'm not happy about him smoking I'm not going to encourage it but like you said the fact that he couldn't <laughs> floor me like that without even blinking and you know at least I'm glad he could at least tell me or at least speak to me about it and now, do you ever bring it up 
oh, it's something. Do you ever smell it on him? Do you? Uh, it's, it's something just like you pass by and you're like, okay, cool. This is it. Let me just leave it. Let it be. Um. Yeah, I actually don't. Um. I think he's he sort of learned that my place is not the place to be um, acting out like that. Um, but also, if he did, I've also learned with teenagers, I'm going to pick my battles. And, you know, some people might think this is going to lead to something else. I am not losing sleep over cigarettes. I'm sorry. I love that. <laughs> Fig Night Day, weekdays, 1 to 4 p.m., East Coast Radio.